welcome to episode one of the Lost I Found podcast. My name is Koja. Now on this podcast I aim to talk to my brothers and sisters about various topics pertaining to black people. All of the good things, all of the bad things and if you learn a thing or two then I think it's mission accomplished. The purpose of today's episode is to give you all an introduction into an ideology that for me it's close to me it's close to other people you may have heard of it you may not have heard of it but it's the ideology of black separatism and i'm going to be talking about why i think it's probably the only thing at this point with everything going on in the world why i think it's the only thing the only solution that we have to bettering the things that go on in the black community to better our community, to better our people. Now, black separatism is a movement that falls under black nationalism. And separatists like myself seek nothing more than greater autonomy and socio-economic independence from the wider society. Something that black communities just don't have and we really just don't have it. When you look at all the other racial groups that have integrated within society, you will come to realise that this is a basic freedom that they all enjoy, but we don't, if you get what I mean. When in the past I've raised this idea, this ideology, this, this thought and this idea amongst black peers in the past, now the response I've received in my opinion has been disappointing, it's been, you know, largely it's been a disappointing one. They've, the responses I've received citing it as a racist view and comparing it to things such as segregation and apartheid. Now to black people that think like that I just have one simple question. When South Asians move on mass to an area and purchase all of the homes and own all of the businesses and support themselves without the need of the wider society, would you call that racist? And when you go to any major city on the planet and you find a Chinatown, would you call that racist? And now with that in mind, why do you feel that black people can't propose a similar idea? I mean, it's been proven to work for the demographics I've mentioned. You know, they've got their houses, they've got their businesses, they shop with each other, they purchase with each other, they they thrive with each other. So why is it something so bad that me and you know the, a few other black people why is this a bad thing when we pose this idea to other black people why is it when we put this idea out there it's it's almost a response that is is given out of fear just the idea of branching off and doing our own thing as a people why is that now me personally I think it's worth evaluating with yourself why you feel this way because personally I don't think it is 
a response that should be a natural one from a black person that the idea of separating from wider society is something that is the response is a little bit weird if you were to ask me now why the comparison with things like segregation and apartheid I mean the difference is clear as day I mean with separatism as you see with the Chinese people and with the South Asian people they operate in a way where they can you know keep their languages going in the west they can keep their traditions going in the west they can support each other financially just as a shoulder generally to cry on if they need something and just for the general well-being of them that's why it is whereas with things like government-backed segregation and apartheid the whole point of them the whole reason they were brought in was to essentially harm us black people that's the whole purpose of those it was to starve us from the things that we needed things that they took and monopolized they didn't want us near it now the cause and reasoning behind black separatism is no different to any other separatist movement and i'll list a few reasons with a bit of a short explanation behind it and the first reason i'd go with is to put it to put it bluntly resentment of other communities you know the resentment of other communities because of how for seemingly no reason black people are hated globally by everyone and now you go through the history books and the only thing black people did wrong was get caught that's the only thing we did wrong we got caught that's the biggest mistake that is the biggest crime we've committed in history get caught you know we got put on them ships we got put on them plantations that is that's our crime as a people and why the planet hates us you know i can't see anything any reason why know that's the only thing we've done wrong and it's nonsensical i think it's purely purely utterly nonsensical to suggest any of the reasons that people say today such as black on black crime or or black people prey on people but let me just stop that right there because before anything before any of these things such as statistics before black people were even free to go to the toilet by themselves we were hated can anyone come up with a good reason to why they think that a people that were minding their business on a continent far away were hated did we commit genocide that I don't know about did we conquer lands that I don't know about? I, I, I want to know. It's it's a weird one. Like it's a very weird one to me.
another reason for black separatism is now this is a deep one it's protection from genocide and ethnic cleansing and now that that might seem harsh to some people but have you paid attention to the news recently have you picked up a history book have you you know done done your research because it was just an introduction to the history of black people you'll see that western society has been actively trying various methods to carry out the genocide and ethnic cleansing of black people you know it's I think it comes to a point where you've got to wake up and realise shit's getting real (laughs) shit is getting real now I've got a live real life example of how genocide has successfully been carried out on a group of black people you know we will head over to Argentina South America and they had a very interesting take on genocide of the Afro-Argentines that were there after slavery was abolished because the what they did was to some effect successful now how they did it on paper is a very simple thing but you know it took time and they were successful in it and now how they did it was after slavery black people lived in ghettos you know they didn't have anything they were struggling they needed to feed their families you know they were in ghettos again racism was rife so we didn't have access back then to the things that we do have these days and now the research i done and i i've i really really want everyone to look into this and do the research themselves but the the brief overview of it is they essentially made a policy that made men you know need to be called up to the military and now as you know living in squalor a lot of black men went to the military just to support their families and have you know a better chance at life you know all the able-bodied sorry able-bodied black men went to the army to serve and it sounds sort of familiar doesn't it you can liken it to the modern day black american how they joined the army because it's realistically the only way that they can get a college education argentina did that now as you know war happens people die so what is the result well the result is an afro-argentine community comprising of mainly women with no men to start families with so what happens then you guessed it they form relationships and start relationships and families with white argentine men this of course mixes the races and all of the boys from that mix get again dragged up to the army to die and you've got a generation of mixed race half black half white argentine kids 
or should I say women that are left because the men are gone and again it's just white Argentine men and now this cycle completed itself and it was going over and over until essentially black people were cleansed from the general populace of Argentina you know there were some that escaped and ran to neighboring countries but Argentina essentially successfully carried out genocide via miscegenation they did that now more reasons why separatist movements start is due to the community and we'll bring this back now a community resisting oppression now this includes things like the denigration of you know your language your culture your religion and I want you to think how many of your foreign parents have been scolded for talking to you in your mother tongue you know how many of your parents have been told that the mixing of your mother tongue negatively impacts the you know the quality of English of you know the children you know how many of you have had weird comments regarding your cultures and your traditions you know we're older now you know we, we we've made the term we've branded it you know microaggressions but how many of you have experienced that how many of you you know and this is the last part how many of you have witnessed even you know you yourselves have inherited this negative opinion and stigma of traditional african practice spiritual practices now black separatists hope to preserve and promote all aspects of african traditions cultures languages and religions you know separatists like myself you know i I brand myself a separatist you know i want to make the move the moves with like-minded people to start something that i think would be very beneficial to the community separatists like myself also want to prevent the influence and the propaganda of people inside and outside of the community who simply want personal gain from the 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 conflict and the hatred that happens within the community and i can give a real life example of that in the modern day and that is the friction and you know the confusion up from the i'd call it a precarious relationship between my brothers and my sisters black men black women you know due to various experiences and exposure to certain content a culture of distrust has formed now i personally feel the issues we face can be dealt with in-house that's genuinely how I feel. It can be dealt with in-house. Now, whenever black people seem to be getting anywhere, you know, anytime we get on the right page, out of nowhere, a mysterious, anonymous care package just lands right into the middle of everything and, you know, everything just gets derailed. You know, I, I need that to stop personally i need that to stop i mean it's friday the 26th of june saturday 
it was only a week ago where we put our thinking caps on and along with the protesting that's going on at the moment we started asking questions where's the donations that everyone's been putting where are they going you know the one of the freedom funds to fund bail for you know arrested protesters had raised 35 million and only 200,000 of that had gone towards bail you know we started questioning who was behind the BLM organization not the movement the organization that had received so much money you know there was speculation that the money that was being raised under the BLM Black Lives Matter name was simply being used to fund democratic American democratic you know people running for the presidency we started asking the right questions at the right time and then out of nowhere a whole civil war breaks out between black men and black women you know the feelings and I've paid attention I haven't tried to comment too much on it I completely agree with the feelings of the women and everything that they've gone through I completely sympathize with it and I work daily effortlessly every day to hold my brothers accountable and make us better men for our women and our kids but the timing of how everything transpired you know days in a row various videos popping up of black boys doing disgusting things to black girls it was days on days of videos and tweets and all sorts just the timing of it popping up when we started asking the very important questions you know these videos pop up you know bodies turn up and you know emotions run high and a civil war breaks out essentially on social media between black men and black women and now everything that we had spent the previous two weeks fighting for had been undone over the course of a week due to unknown circumstances and I find it very suspicious (laughs) I personally find it very suspicious now the main reason black separatists and separatist groups are here in general is because we want to end the economic and political dominance over us by wider western society as you know we realize we they're never it's they're never going to share any of their power or privilege it's just it's never going to happen they're never going to disarm themselves for the benefit of us and i think it's something that we as a people we need to come to terms with this fact they they do not intend to share this power or privilege that they hold over us they're never going to do it they'll give you little tokens give you little cookies give you the hope here and there but they're never going to do that you know what they instead what what they're going to do they're just going to exploit black people for everything we accomplish for them you know flying their bloody flags 
you know, flags bloodied and sullied by my ancestors and the crimes committed against them. You know, everything that we accomplish for them, you know, all the good we do, all the money we bring in, everything we bring to the table, they're going to exploit that until they can't anymore. And personally, I pray that we come to our senses and realize the importance of separatism before that day comes because the Lord knows, only the Lord knows what what horrors are going to happen when the day comes and they realize there's nothing more they, they can exploit from us. about myself now and I'll, I'll speak a bit about how separatism became a big focal point of my life. Now I came to the realization separatism was the answer back in 2016, that's four years ago and it was after the death of Philando Castile and you're probably wondering why this death in particular not any of the deaths leading up to it was the turning point you know why this particular death was so intolerable and the rest before it wasn't the thing that put me onto this journey and honestly I couldn't give an answer to that question you know even if I tried I couldn't give you an answer the only thing I can say is you know or black people have a particular level of tolerance or should I say resistance against white nonsense and racism and I think for me it was the death of Philando Castile that pushed me over the edge you know when I look back at it and I think about my feelings at the time I think along with the deaths that happened before it was just the immediate response to when he died you know the 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 typical response of finding a mugshot digging up a criminal past any misdemeanor any minor issues he'd had with the police you know they'd rather have done the digging on that than you know get to the actual issue of a trigger happy police officer you know it was the fact that even though we saw all the dashcam footage even though we saw the camera phone video that his girlfriend who was sitting next to him in the car had taken and we could clearly see him bleeding out and dying over a stop for a broken taillight we were all aware from the footage that you know he had a child sitting in the back seat and the child could easily have been hit with the shots if you look at the dashcam footage the officer was standing in a position where he was in front of Philando shooting at him with the child behind in his line of fire you know they could have easily have hit the child and even with this knowledge the public was more interested in justifying the police's actions by trying to paint the worst possible picture of this murder victim and trying to justify why he deserved to die and 
for me, I think I was, I was, it was just a moment. I was mid scrolling through Twitter at the time, most likely, and I came to the realization, like, you know, when like a, a switch flicks in your head, just a light bulb turns on, and or just a voice appears in your head, and for me, the voice was saying, "Nothing we do will ever be enough." There's not enough protesting, you know, it's never going to be enough. You know, I said to myself, why do we plead with these people to see our humanity when they are hell-bent on seeing us as beings deserving of death under any circumstances? You know, we could be a little boy playing with a toy gun. You know, we could be running away from the police. We could be casually on a drive home with our partners and our kids in the back seat, and it doesn't matter what the circumstances are. They'll always try to justify killing us and trying to find reasons why we deserve to die, even if we weren't doing anything wrong at the time. And I think it was that day when, for me, I realised separatism was the only way we can truly protect ourselves. Now, fast forward four years, and I'm a lot older, you know, a lot maturer. I see the world different than I did back then. Back then, I was, you know, I was, I'll be honest, I I was a scared and angry boy. I, I wanted to escape from society, you know, and now, I'm in a mind frame where I don't just see separatism as a way to preserve myself and my peers and have no end goal behind it. You know, for me, black separatism is a way for the black community to thrive. You know, it's a way to foster an environment where we can raise our kids without fear, you know, where our kids can be educated in a way that is beneficial to them you know and they're able to become anything they want without the hindrance of their skin color you know i find i feel black separatism is a way to protect our women and let me get one thing straight and this is another reason why i very strongly on the idea of black separatism is as a black man as a man as a black man I feel it is our duty, our number one duty as black men is to protect our women and protect our kids. Nothing else comes before that. That is the number one thing that any black man, that is the, that is our duty to protect our women. And it's that. So with black separatism, I see it as a way of protecting our women, you know, I feel, I feel like it's a way for our women to receive the adequate medical care that they, you know, that they require and not just be dismissed because of racism, medical racism, you know, not have another woman die from childbirth-related, you know, um, implications because the doctor doesn't give a fuck, you know, for another woman that has a serious medical issue be turned away from a doctor because they think our women our women our brothers our sisters our mothers 
our aunts, our nieces, they're not, they're not looked as, they're just lying and just saying things for attention. You know, it's a way for them to receive the care that they so desperately need. You know, I feel, again, with this, I think it's a way, and I want it to be a way to promote the culture of ownership within the community, you know, begin generating generational wealth as a community because I think it is necessary at this point. Now, for me, I believe the only positive change that can be made for black people must be initiated and carried out by black people. You know, too long, you know, I feel that black people have waited for some invisible, non-existent saviour to give us the right to a normal life. And it was in 2016 when I came to the realization that the world in general just doesn't like black people. It just doesn't, that is it, that is the brutal truth. The world does not like black people. And the only way that we as a people will ever achieve, thrive, do anything is if we pull up our sleeves ourselves know do some physical work ourselves and for this black separatism is the solution now this is truly the only way i feel black people can fully heal physically mentally and spiritually why does because because why does society feels that it's entitled to just take, take, and take from us. And then when we get mad about them constantly taking from us, they essentially tell us to be grateful that they didn't take everything when they shouldn't have taken anything at all in the first place. When it comes to black people, why the society offers overbearing Many times members from other communities feel that they can just bring themselves into our affairs and overstep their boundaries constantly. You know, many times wider society violates black people and then has the nerve, the absolute nerve to tell us what we're allowed to feel, how we're allowed to react to the violation knowing full well that if the roles were reversed, they would get their revenge with added interest you know, proof of this, you can see in everyday life, proof of this fact is just in the judicial system. You know, look at the sentencing disparity between black people and everyone else. Look at how judges will throw the library at young black boys and steal their lives away for the, for the very same crimes, probably even pettier crimes than they would, you know, sentence another person for you know, I look at Brock Turner the, 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 the white boy that rapes the woman behind a dumpster and was a witness doing it he, you know you got six months and you know you've got people I'm from the UK we bring it back to the UK you get you know rapists and paedophiles that get sentenced to a month so a few months to a year and then get put on license and then you have someone that gets caught with a gram of weed 
and they're getting you know nine years in prison i've seen it people have literally got nearly a decade in prison for weed and rapists have come out of prison in nine months that does not make sense so they they get their revenge and more when the roles are reversed all the time and (laughs) we just need to break off from it and heal as a people now moving away from that the black community is hurt it's a hurt and a damaged one you know through no fault of our own but we need the space to heal and build with no distractions no overstepping from outsiders who feel that they're entitled to say how the black community should operate we don't need that we don't want that you know to quote dr umar this is an african's only live stream tech away yourself we don't we don't want you go away <laughs> and that separatism it's it's shown itself to be effective for the community you know if you just look at our past over in the states when we had the black wall streets that was just a taste of what the black community can achieve when we take ourselves and you know operate as a community with each other you know as one community in solidarity with black wall street it showed what we can accomplish when we are not reliant on a racist state on the racist west to give us what we deserve it's it's at a point where we should take what we deserve and that is our socio-economic independence you know in a time where communities were separate you know black people taught each other you know they were more in touch with their history their kids were more in touch with their history and in my opinion consciousness was just at an all-time high if you look at all the greatest black minds they came from an era or they were raised in an era where they taught each other they, they were taught that they knew their history they knew the, the realities of the world and it's something that was I feel forgotten with when quote unquote integration was introduced I feel like something got lost because the generation that we are now is just it's not the same as them you know you have people today they're constantly saying we are not our ancestors we are not our ancestors they're they're, they're always saying that and me along with a few people we find that completely absurd we find that disrespectful to our ancestors because our ancestors knew what it took you know they made the relevant sacrifices to just to be in solidarity with the community it was our ancestors that in mass boycotted public transport for a year something very important to their lives they boycotted it to be in solidarity with their people and I look around me and my peers can't even get off an app like TikTok that is racist 
they can't even delete an app but they have the nerve to say that we are not our ancestors it does not make sense it's disrespectful you need to get your conscience consciousness up before you talk like that because something just doesn't add up <laughs> I feel that in my opinion quote unquote integration has weakened the sense of community that black people once had because of this illusion of equality now I mentioned economic goals too and I want ownership to be the norm within the black community I want that us to own our homes to own our businesses to own our art forms everything and that is one of the main driving points of black separatism as in the west we don't fully get to express and own what we make and now at this point you're probably asking but how do we achieve separatism in the society we currently live in now there are a number of ways this can be done the primary method that I personally advocate for is mass migration and I feel in 2020 that black people have the knowledge skills and capital to successfully separate from big cities and settle in a few smaller towns and just thrive as a people I think it's with this we can become a self-sustaining you know community and better ourselves I'd, I'd also note that away from that me personally I don't see just everyone running off to a smaller town as the end goal that is not it I'm my personal view is that black people need to return back to majority black countries they originate from that is the end game for me in my opinion I feel that as black Africans in the diaspora I feel it's our responsibility as people as a people to take the skills that we've learned take the economic gains that we have received you know that we've been blessed to gain and go back home teach our peers you know and rebuild our countries because like I said this invisible savior that we're waiting for is not coming any change any positive change that we want has to come from us you know I I share the view that many pan-africanists have and is that it's impossible for black people to be strong if Africa is not strong so for this reason it's always part of my ambition as it is with any self-respecting pan-africanist to return to Africa to rebuild so that we do have a stronger Africa and in turn a stronger black people and you know the cycle you know just gets better and better it's a snowballing or domino effect now the reason I say that is you know it's my view and intention for myself is because not many people have the, the same the same I uh, you know sorry not many people have the same 
level of dedication to it like there are people that do have the same ideology as me they they want to go back they want to rebuild you know I'll speak to you you know you're my people there's also people are people that you know they they do agree with separatism but they can't fully commit to moving to a country or a continent that they aren't familiar with and you know I I understand and it's completely fine because personally I feel that black people need a secure strong economic base in countries all over the world I think it's important because black people should be allowed to enjoy the pleasures of migration just like anyone else you know the 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 pleasures of living in another country just like everyone else you know and let me be very clear be very clear I believe separatism is good to preserve the physical mental and spiritual well-being of black people but I'm sorry I believe that black people need each other and because we understand each other in a way and we empathize with each other in a way that we just can't with other people and other people can't do that with us they just can't they're not black you know why the society doesn't like us they they, they hate us and that is why we need each other I'll finish up with just saying that, you know, the point of mass migrating, you know, separating ourselves from wider society is to heal as a people, to educate ourselves, be more in touch with our roots, our ancestry, our languages, our, our religions, our spiritual practices. But it's not to just be secluded within a wall around a city full of black people. It's so that we heal as a people and we can then successfully travel out and reintegrate with the world because the way black people came to the west isn't like the way south asians came to the west it isn't like the way east asians came to the west it isn't like the way you know many europe you know not europeans but you know middle easterns came to the to the west they came via a ticket they purchased to get onto a boat to come to here with a specific goal of earning or living we didn't have a choice in coming to the west <laughs> so the way they you know integrated quote unquote integrated is very different to ours because personally I don't feel that black people were ever integrated into the west I've I argue with my peers about this a lot it's not integration that we experienced what we experience and what is called integration is assimilation and that is detrimental to any people any minority group in a wider society because assimilation essentially dilutes your people and robs them of anything that makes them individual you know the wider society will take all the positives from what you bring and the rest can go so you know they'll they'll take black music for instance 
or they'll take black art, they'll take black inventions, but you can keep that 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 Yoruba, you can keep you can keep that Swahili over there. It's English only here. You know, it's it's a package deal. But you know, you can you can you can keep Odinani or Ifa, you can keep that over there. It's Christianity over here. They'll take the good bits, the bits that benefit them, but the, the, the parts of you that make you who you are, they do not want that. They just want the bits that they can benefit from. So I feel with separatism, draw back from society, heal as a people, mend our relationships with one another, and then we can you know think about reintegrating into the world in a healthy way that everyone else has been allowed to do (laughs) and you know that's my personal take you know that's that's not the deepest explanation you know i can i can talk for 10 hours straight about separatism very passionately but you know we don't all have all day so i think with that in mind I will end today's episode and I'll I'll most likely be yapping away on the mic in my next episode which I will probably release next week if not maybe a couple of days earlier maybe a couple of days later but I want these talks to be a regular thing and you know like I said I want to talk about things like separatism, you know, things like, you know, general racism, things within the community such as colorism, you know, I want to, I want them to, to have these discussions, so, you know, I'll be here yammering away as I do. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast, the Lost I Found podcast, hope you like the name. I am Kojo, your host, and I hope for you to return again very, very soon.